Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Yoder's Farm. I'm Eldon and Lowell is here with me today again. Uh, we're going to talk just a little bit about what we've been up to here on the farm the last little bit and maybe even delve into some uh, current events. So Lowell, welcome to the podcast. Thanks Eldon, it's good to be here. One of the fastest 15 minutes uh, on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or slow. Well, it depends how fast you speed your player up. Yeah, I like to listen to us at least two times, if not three. How should you do Do the players even go to three times? I don't know. I usually do 1.75. All right. That's a quarter faster than me. That's all right. So what did you want to talk to me about today? Oh, yeah, what we've been up to. Yeah, that was the main thing. Well, the last... Um, well, we've kind of been talking about the same themes, right? We're kind of in in winter, think about spring, and we don't want to bore people too badly, but, you know, hey. Simple fact is it's still kind of that way. So. Yeah, not a lot has changed. We're, we're in that zone. We're, we've made a lot more progress on cleaning strawberry plants. We talked about that before. It's a good time in the in the Cycle. late late yeah. winter, early spring to go sure. through, take off dead leaves, print up plants, uh, pull weeds, etc. Re- release plants that might be growing under the plastic. So we try to get over as many of our strawberry plants as we can. And if you have as many as we do, it takes a while, and it's sometimes hard to get all the help you need to do that. And we do what we can and try to get other people to help us do what we can and we do the best we can and get over as many as we can but that's about all all we can do yeah yeah so we've been doing that we have been uh off and on a couple times with the row covers um we've had a couple nights that were around 20 a little bit under and we're starting to get into that range where where temperatures uh, are starting to concern us with our most advanced plants yeah these are plants that either they're an earlier variety or plants that we have forced slightly earlier by using floating row covers through the winter maybe Um, we should mention we are uh towards the end of february here february 21 22 yeah that's true yeah so a large um, percentage of our of our field we have actually left uncovered uh, by on purpose we don't want all our berries to be on the early side i'd rather space things out so yeah gives you a little more of an extended season try to push some areas and not push other areas and uh and it also spreads your risk a little bit if you push things you know i'm willing to be a little more risky on a portion of my crop and try to push it and if it all works out and you get it two weeks earlier then that's great and if it doesn't work out well you haven't risked as much of your crops sure it's all about diversification hedging your bets spreading things out yep all common themes so yeah we've been up you know doing that back and forth with the row covers the reason the row covers are important at this time of the year is that we have actually starting to get some some buds pushing um when they're really really tight and uh, right in the heart of the plant they can handle uh, pretty chilly temperatures, probably down into the upper teens, um, okay. like without covering. But when they start growing out of that crown, that protection yeah. uh, zone, uh, they're more susceptible. And then you're you're probably getting up into the twenties. And so if you're, hmm. you know, if your row cover is providing six, seven, eight 
degrees of protection, depending on conditions. Yeah, you're starting to get into that zone. So anyway, that's strawberry news. Yeah. Anything else really? So we're we're around? protecting buds. Yeah. Uh, not not even blooms at this point, but but things that things that we're thinking about. Uh, we're trying to you know just do the weekly chores in the greenhouses. I just literally walked in from taking off suckers in our one of our greenhouses suckers are little branches that shoot off of the main trunk of the tomato yeah do tomatoes have trunks in it? sure tomatoes Ours and do. elephants vine i think is what it's taking tomatoes called. elephants and oak trees have trunks <laughs> anyway so you you know trim a couple of those off otherwise your your whole plant gets really bushy yeah these are indeterminate tomatoes and we've talked about that before yeah, so yeah just weekly chores like like that um we try to get through the houses usually once a week and and do the suckering uh usually they need a clip uh once a week and uh hooking the clusters and so forth anyway so lean and lower is that a weekly thing or bi-weekly or yeah it depends usually it's bi-weekly okay uh at least when the plants are up hitting the wires yeah in our our biggest spring house, which we've not started picking yet, uh, the trellising system is actually pretty high in there. So okay. I've we've actually not had to do that yet. Okay. But when they when they hit the wire, then you know obviously there's no other place to go. Sure. So you gotta <laughs> stretch them along the row. So. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, tomatoes are looking good. Uh, almost to wind up our one little house where um, we've had. Uh, we've been picking tomatoes through the winter, a couple rows. Uh, we just started a big, long row of cucumbers in there, English cucumbers. It'll be probably a month till we're picking many okay. of those. And then we're going to take out, we have actually have some tomatoes growing there, but it's a determinate tomato, and they've, uh, they're about done. So we're going to take those out, and uh, that's where our spring heirloom tomatoes yeah, will yeah. will be planted and probably in cup two weeks maybe three okay something in that time frame. so you have the little plants already planted in, well, in trays or we're actually ordering those uh they're grafted oh, right heirloom plants yeah. so we've experimented around with them some in the past and they're they tend to be pretty productive um, yeah a little more vigorous than normal if they're grafted yeah, so sure. we've tried it both ways and now we're going to go back and try graft it again so we've also tried grafting our own but that's pretty tedious and time yeah, consuming yeah. and to be honest we weren't that good at it the first <laughs> time it's something i'd like to play around with and master but yeah yeah you know, it's, it's an interesting those, technique for sure one of those things where we don't always have enough time especially now with our labor being a little more challenging so yeah yeah it's something we can get we have a um lady from pennsylvania, pennsylvania yeah called what is her redefined i think is the name of her business okay and uh, yeah she does a lot of grafting so i think there she has them planted so okay, we're supposed yeah, to get so them about just... the first of march we plant a few uh ourselves and they're non-grafted okay. so we're gonna also plant those in there and compare them and see yeah. if there's any difference sure you know experiment always experiment on something we try yeah you know? so yeah. yeah those are that's kind of the catch-up we're you know obviously thinking strawberry season that far around the around the corner so we're 
thinking about some things we need to do before then. Uh, of course, the daily feeding of the livestock and the daily feeding of the stoves, which <laughs> Dad pretty much does that. And, of course, the daily chasing of the cows, which you did this morning. Uh, that takes up some time. Yeah, hopefully that will be uh, a little less frequent in the future. Probably not daily, but anyway, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. And I've been poking around my hives a little bit. The interesting thing is, you know, the maples are starting to bloom. Uh, I saw a few daffodils up, you know, things are are getting there and um like we mentioned back in the ticking clock uh episode bees are fascinating because you know they can't get out and fly every day in this kind of weather you know cooler days like today they're probably not really out flying if it gets up above 50 they're out flying <laughs> but uh even bees are thinking about okay uh seasons yeah they are laying eggs furiously the queen is and uh, they're they're doing what's called brooding up. They're getting ready. They're building their. They go through the winter with this small population of, of bees, you know. Yeah. And then they're getting ready for the springtime expansion. Explosion. Explosion. <laughs> yeah. Life is good. Uh, lots of flowers. <clears throat> lots of resource come into the hive. Let's get ready for it. So mm-hmm. there's you know things. It's interesting how how nature gears up that way, and as farmers who work with nature, we got to do the same thing. There you go. We're basically like bees. Yeah, constantly and the, running uh, to and fro. The only other thing on my mind was, unless you had something on your mind, I think we just need to talk about the current events thing. And yeah, that's pretty. You much know, this it. is not a political show. Uh, <laughs> have, have no intentions. Not of yet. Maybe really we'll, delving into we'll, to politics. Maybe too we'll much. pivot sometime, but it is not a. We yeah. accept uh, money from all customers, <laughs> from all customers, regardless of yeah. political affiliation. Yeah. But of course, recently on, on the news, uh, you know, there were some comments about farming uh, possibly being, uh, you know, something that pretty much anyone can do. And you know, I've been thinking about that a little bit as I've been farming the last. Week. It was it was a little more pointed than that. It was like. If you're you're farming, you're probably not as smart as some other people. Yeah, yeah, I guess that was kind of <laughs> what it was. When it, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. I've, I've been thinking there there's a lot of truth to that. You know, most anyone can go out there and uh, put a seed in the ground. And, uh, you know, of course, there are a few things you probably want to take into account before you, you put that seed in the ground. You know, first of all, you want to figure out what kind of seed you're going to plant. You know, are you going to plant a corn seed? Are you going to plant a soybean seed? Um, you know, you're going to figure out what kind of variety of tomato you're going to grow, what kind of variety of strawberry you're going to grow. You know, certain varieties do better in certain areas uh, than uh, other varieties. So you probably want to think about that a little bit before you just put that seed in the ground. And then, of course, you're going to want to think about the kind of ground that you're putting in. You know, um, what are the, the nutrients in that ground? Are you going to take soils? sample you're going to want to figure some of those things out before you just go out willy-nilly and put the seed in the ground yeah and then of course uh you want to think a little bit about timing you know you don't want to just put the seed in the ground at the wrong time of the year so of course if it's a crop like tomatoes you want to plan ahead okay when do i want these tomatoes coming in and extrapolate back and figure out that if it's soybeans when is my last frost uh if it's something like strawberries you got to a week two week window where it's best uh in your part of the world and that varies whether you're in georgia or in pennsylvania so you got to figure all that out so of course you want to think about that before you put that seed in the ground and then if uh, you're going to put a seed in the ground you want to you know make sure that um 
you know, you, if you're going to grow a crop, you actually have someone to sell the crop to. You know, it doesn't do a lot of good to grow a pretty plant and have no one to sell it to. So think about your markets, you know. Of course, if you're planting soybeans, your markets may be overseas in China and all sorts of things you got to think about there, though they're uh, sort of out of our control. But, of course, closer to home, if you're going to grow tomatoes, if you're going to grow sweet corn, you know, you want to have, you know, a plan in place to get rid of the crop that you plan to grow. So you want to think about that a little bit. You know, most anyone can go out and put a seed in the ground, but you got to <laughs> think about uh, where you're going to market that, that plant yeah. once it uh, comes, you know, grows into a crop. And, of course, if you're uh, going to grow a crop and you're going to invest in that crop, um, you're going to want to, you know, take good care of it. So you're going to want to know uh, what kind of uh, requirements it needs as far as fertilizer and irrigation and all those kind of things. And you're going to want to uh, commit to uh, putting forth the effort that's needed to bring that crop into existence. So you'll probably be out there, you know, on the four-wheeler late at night running to the irrigation irrigation pump to start it and you'll probably be out there early in the morning and you'll be putting some fertilizer in and uh, you know doing those kind of things and of course you need to be um, prepared to protect it if you uh, you know from say in the case strawberries other sensitive crops um, you know frost uh, those kind of things there are things that you can do to protect your crops and you might be out there you know pretty late at night and uh, pretty early in the morning or you know in between uh, pretty much anyone can do this, you know, but, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. and then, uh, of course you want to, want to, you know, pests, um, you know, there are a lot of things that like to eat the plant that you're trying to grow. So you want to, you know, basic knowledge of, you know, if it's tomatoes, you know, white flies, aphids, thrips, what these things look like, what kind of, um, other fungal bacterial diseases could affect tomatoes. Uh, if it's something like strawberries, you want to know about spider mites and uh, you want to know about, uh, clippers and, uh, of course, and uh, botrytis gray mold and, you know, the other crops have other uh, pests that, that target them. And, of course, you want to know, you know, a little bit about the weeds, you know, uh, certain weeds are an issue. Um, we've been pulling out Carolina geranium in our strawberry plant holes, so you want a basic idea of what Carolina geranium is and maybe vetch and, you know, what your different weeds are. So you want to, you know, you need some sort of basic knowledge probably of, of the pests that will be targeting this this seed. You know, anyone can do it, but you'll you'll want a little bit of a knowledge base there. So, um, and then if you're going to use uh, chemical control, of course, there's a whole uh, realm of of knowledge that you need to know. You need to know uh, what chemical is best used, when, where, what time, and uh, you'll probably have some how to use it continuing education in that regard if you you have a license to use chemicals and you know certain chemicals are are best suited for certain things and so you want to factor uh, you know you, you anyone could do this but you'll you know it'll take a while to do this kind of research and uh, you want to talk to a lot of smart people and so forth so i guess my point is you know there's probably anyone can do this but there's probably a reason that uh, only 1.3% of the working uh, population in the United States is farmers. And, uh, you know, probably not a good idea to criticize people who work with their hands and work very hard with their hands. And, uh, Mr. Bloomberg, it's probably not a good idea to criticize the people that grow your food. <laughs> there you go. Well, that was a, a little tirade from uh, Lowell there. He's uh, definitely been thinking about this and... Uh, 
something that is uh, kind of on our minds these days and something we care about a fair bit. So that will be the end of the episode to today. So uh, Lowell is walking out. I think he's going to go make another cup of coffee and uh, go pull some weeds or something. So if you made it this far in the episode, thanks for listening. Uh, we do appreciate it. And we'll be back in another couple of weeks with another podcast episode. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.